My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everybody. Today on Shack House, we are going to talk about the Ryder Cup 2018 from France. Of course, today's show, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Callaway, makers of Odyssey Putter. So that were used by eight players at this very special event played in France this week. It was the number one putter brand, and it was something that both sides could agree on because they didn't agree on a whole lot else. Let's go to the Shack House. House, bonjour. What a special week here in France for me. I hope you as a fan enjoyed watching this as much as we did attending the event here at Le Golf National. I had a wonderful time with the Ryder Cup, Shaq. <laughs> I'm very happy to not Good. be sleeping on the couch anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. Since thir- I, Thursday night, Friday night, last night, I slept on the couch mm-hmm. so that I could roll over and turn the TV on without you. Uh, uh, you know waking up my loved ones. And uh, I, I caught quite a bit of the early morning broadcasts over the three days um and you know quite a few commercials along the way there jack (laughs) yes um everything i tweeted was replied with uh i wouldn't know uh they were a commercial or i wouldn't know there was no shot tracer uh it was a very unhappy group of viewers and um um uh, message received. Message received. Well, yeah. So it, let let's just start w- with that. We'll get to the performances and you know this chronic. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. Chronic yeah. U.S. underperformance in Europe, but um, you know, for, for it, it, the the group of us who woke up early in the morning, we were not well served by the, by the television broadcast. Uh, the the reward of of waking up at at three in the morning on on uh, you know Friday morning was a relentless overload on the golf channel of what felt like two commercials to every golf shot. I mean that they're they're especially with with the um, the the four ball early in the morning like that. How hard is it to catch the golf? And yet we were getting. You know, what felt like four minutes of golf and four minutes of commercial. The ratio was completely out of whack. Now, maybe the idea was to set the bar so low that over the course of the handful of the next few days, um, you know, NBC would look better by comparison. But it was right off the bat a bad taste in people's mouths. We, we missed out on Shot Tracer. I don't know what the production package was between uh, Golf Channel and, and NBC. But not nearly enough pro tracer on a golf course that U.S. viewers are not familiar with, where you know tracking because of the um, the course uh, set up with the water and the rough, you needed to see where the ball was in flight. It wasn't enough yeah. to see a tee and then and see it land. 
So under underwhelming TV coverage, I have to say this week. Yeah, it's disappointing to hear. I got a lot of the, that same feedback, and uh, this is you know such an important event for NBC and Golf Channel. Uh, but I, you know the contract was signed at a point where. Uh, before some things have changed in golf television, and I hope they see the feedback because what bums me is knowing how much effort they put into the broadcast, uh, the tech people and the production side and the announcers, and then <laughs> every tweet that Golf Channel puts out that that writers and us here at the venue put out was, was replied by American viewers with, with comments about that uh, the telecast and that's not what the people behind the scenes or b- uh, behind the Ryder Cup want and it's a very odd event to to televise as you know like Sunday singles there's so much going on um, but I, I think that in the four ball and foursome play they need to to rethink how they front load the, the broadcast with commercials for so that you don't have a lot of breaks when the matches are concluding, something has to be done there. And then, um, obviously, we're in a world now where I think the real beauty of the Ryder Cup that gets missed uh, on television and the people who come to the event swoon over it because when you see a match and you get invested in a match and you see the little stuff that goes on um, and the and the lang- the body language, the dynamics, the the wags, the entourages, um, all the little things that are fun to study in match play, uh, you lose when you're trying to cover multiple matches at once. And that's where, in the modern world of of streaming and being able to lock in on one feed, it would be really cool for a viewer to to have you know the telecast on, but then have that. That iPad on or that other that other feed, where you can you can just kind of uh, you see a matchup and you say I gotta I gotta just go a full deep dive on this one, because that's I mean, house for me you can imagine the fun part when I can get a, a bib here they they give us these humiliating awful bibs to go inside the ropes, um, that's the fun of it is is picking up all the little stuff going on in in the dynamic of a match. Well, here's the thing, and your point is very well taken on the opportunity to, to to stream. It feels like, you know, it is the 21st century. It is 2018. We do have all these OTT, uh, you know, uh, venues, and, you know, the, the tours themselves are really pushing that. How come the Ryder Cup isn't available that way? And in point, here, here's the, the case study. The match, it became pretty apparent. There was about an hour where the U.S. had a genuine chance um, yeah, to flip yeah. the script the the the, the, the uh, singles match that was the most important singles match the fulcrum match was dj and polter and you really had the feeling that that was going to be important starting around like the 12th hole or so so to your point i was i'm fine with having the big broadcast up i would have liked to have been streaming that the right. broadcast missed the T-balls on 17. And what we got instead was Poulter in the fairway and DJ in the rough. Now, yeah. I, I needed to see that. Why why that, that was the match. That was the entire, you know, sort of outcome of the day was dependent on how that singles match was going to go and DJ hitting that T-ball in the left rough. I needed to see it. Yeah, and, and and normally I would say, well, that's a boring hole. Who cares? But but getting the ball in that fairway was so key. I mean, we saw it in the Rom Tiger match. Right, Rom exactly. Hit that just bomb of a tee shot. He had a gap wedge into the 481 yard hole, and Tiger was just in the rough, and the rough here was absurd. And that was ultimately like you saw that, and you knew that it was not looking good for Tiger. And uh, you're right. If you could have had that on a separate screen, it would be a lot more fun. And I think that's just something they're going to have to to work through. It's it's um, We've gotten spoiled by Amen Corner Live, and uh, I, I, I hope they figure it out because, uh, of course, oh, when it's played over here, it's it's so much of it's in the middle of the night for the States, and that that's kind of a bummer. But, right. Um, yeah. Anyway, big, so big, yeah. big picture, you know, this is quibbling on the margins, really, around this event. But and I fully expect the Whistling Straits event, you know, will be giving us multiple angles, multiple options. It'll be. Uh, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> no, well, you know, I mean, they, well, well I, I don't mean that as a demeaning thing to uh, my my superiors at NBC, but they when these people sign contracts. 
um, it's very tricky to go back in. We're, we've seen this over and over again in golf and in other sports where they they are reluctant to go back in and rework these contracts f- to address changing technology and changing viewer tastes and um, for whatever you know various reasons. And I think the good news here is that. Uh, the partnership with with NBC and the PGA of America on the Ryder Cup is very strong, and and I think they even though they know they have had a great formula that built this event into something, they're also at least the people I know are very uh, in tune with what people are saying on social media and what their their reaction is, and and uh, and I think in hindsight they will they will take a hard look at a lot of these yeah. things. How about uh, that? So take, I hope. take a memo. If that's true, look at the Twitter and, and take a memo because oh, if you want to know what the people Ooh. are saying about the about the coverage, it is it is unanimous. There was not a, a, a divergence of opinion of the quality of the coverage. But but so <laughs> go now ahead. you you well you said something about you know how the U.S. So they got within a point today briefly on the board and and how they really they, they you felt like they were making a little bit of a run and and I know people are just gonna they're gonna absolutely pounce on some things that were done and understandably so but I think that I, I want to highlight that point you made because I think it speaks to uh, in defense of all these players who are put into this position in the Ryder Cup how quickly. I mean, we look at a 17-and-a-half, 10-and-a-half score, and that looks like a route, and it is on paper. But these matches at a couple of different points could have gone a lot of different ways. The Europeans could have could have taken the very first session of four balls, 3-to-1. Three, three they lost the 3-to-1. Okay, the second Friday afternoon foursomes was a disaster for the United States of epic proportions. It only took 60 holes for the Europeans to uh, dust them off and sweep them, and they won eight straight matches. But the beauty of this event uh, is that even with that disastrous session, even with some questionable choices, uh, we still, as the United States, had a chance in this thing and a couple little things go a few different ways, and and the last day snowballs in a different direction. And so I say that because there's going to be the usual uh, criticism of the captain, even though he never hits a shot, and over the picks, and some of it is very warranted, I think. But I just think I hope people keep that in mind that that the the swings in this event um, are are really sensitive. That that things can go. Uh, a lot of different directions quickly. And when you're the home team and you have the home course knowledge that this team had and you have the fans behind you, um, that's, a, that's a big intangible. So that's, that's interesting that you think um, that there is going to be criticism directed <laughs> oh, at yeah. Furyk and... You know that, that um, you know what you know what? I, I, I'm not I'm, I'm feel, my, my gut's telling me it's going to be Phil Mickelson directed. Why? All right. Well, let's 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 start oh, back went, at how Jim Furyk. Jim Furyk is a captain. Tiger Woods is a future captain. Steve Stricker is penciled in for 2020. Phil's penciled in for 2024. All of these things are task force related. This this task force they formed after the Glen Eagles um, Ryder Cup, which by the way they didn't lose at Glen Eagles as badly as they lost here today. Um, <laughs> FYI, and so the driving force behind that task force was. Phil Mickelson, and whether you want to, whether it's fair or not, I don't know. My, it's just my sense is that he is going to be viewed as sort of a fall guy because he was locked in as a captain's pick on this team, and now we look at this golf course, we look at the way he played, and he did have a couple of moments in the second half of the year, but ultimately he was a little bit inconsistent, and you, you take Le Golf National and you knew what it was going to be, and he was not somebody who was going to be a productive member of this team. Then you put him out in foursomes the first day. Uh, now that's on Captain Furick. The fact that Phil didn't start off in the four ball, which is a more forgiving format for somebody um, who maybe isn't hitting it perfectly, but who may throw in three or four birdies and contribute, um, that is on the captain. But I think there's just going to be a view that, that Phil Mickelson drove a little too much of the bus uh, in, in terms of shaping where we are. And he went 0-2, and that, 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 that's where I'm going with that. Okay, well, that, that <laughs> makes sense to me. I, I will say, I mean, 
every point is is crucial. And so conceding two points right away, you know, based on the, the fact that Phil's not in form, you can't walk into an event like this down 0-2 on European soil. But, you know, it wasn't... Uh, um, as we as we arrived here, as you arrived last Saturday, um, you know, a foregone conclusion in ter- terms of the form. Sh- Phil did show some glimpses uh, over the course of, of the playoffs. Oh, now, no. I mean, yeah. he had a terrible tour championship, but that was, you know, uh, possibly explained by his head being in something else and wanting to, you know, which is to say preparing for this event. Well, and so as soon as it, it became apparent he wasn't going to really compete down in Atlanta, um, he, he just, you know, kind of checked the boxes in terms of getting around four rounds so he could get that check. Yeah, well, unfortunately, though, that was a golf course with, with rough-lined fairways. And uh, so we came here, and, and you know, the setup was um, it was absurd. House really, I'll be I'll be blind. I mean, so let me give you the back, the reason I call it absurd. Uh, I'm sitting here in the press center right now in the radio booths overlooking my my fine peers from the European sector um, who let out some just just comically loud roars today, <laughs> rooting for their guys. Um, but this is the kind of setup that the United States used to force into the Ryder Cup to, to mess with the Sevies and the Woosnams and the Lyles of the world. And now here they are doing it to, to, to us. And, I mean, some of this rough was the kind of stuff where you could injure yourself. It was so artificially uh, uh, jacked up on fertilizer and, and nonsense. And, and, and they, they listed on the sheet the, the basically the, the wild cut at like uh, three and a half inches, which was laughable. It was like eight, seven to eight inches Total, total, I mean, we, 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 I looked for a ball. You, you, there was a lot of lost, lost ball searching out there. So I just find the, 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 the irony in, these, in, in this group uh, loving these tactics to, to um, engineer a victory uh, when it was something that you know, two decades ago they loathed about, about America. Um, so, but my point is, hey, they did it. We knew that's what they were going to do. And the U.S. Uh, ultimately had a team that, that, yeah, I mean, House, I don't know what you think of this current thing in baseball, the launch angle obsession. But this is a little like what's going on in baseball, where, where, where launch angle of, of, of hitting the ball is more important than playing some small ball and, and, and just kind of core values of, of what the game is about and trying to score runs. And, you know, golf in the United States and the PGA Tour has become kind of about launch angle. How far you can you bomb it down and gouge it out? And the Europeans uh, knew that, and they presented a course that basically uh, put a stop to that. Well, it had a premium on and, and demanded accuracy. And, it, did. it did. You know, in terms of, of driving accuracy off the tee, our very best player uh, coming into this event was uh, Ricky Fowler. That's and right. He, he was fifty second right. in, in in that uh, statistic, but none of this was new news to the U.S. team. No, and, no. You know, here, here's the thing. Uh, I only let that sort of. Uh, I do think conceptually, just the 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 um, the challenge of of a course um, in in this year. You know, with a. Uh, um, combination of water and, and rough is not something that the U.S. guys see r- really ever. So that was overly engineered. I'm with you. But look at the scores today. 16 of the 24 guys shot even or better. And l- look at this. Tony Finau shot six under through 14 holes. What an amazing win to just drum Tommy Fleetwood, who just the golfing Jesus could do no wrong for two days. And Finau just absolutely smokes him. That's well, so that was, awesome. I'm so happy for him. What, a, what an amazing uh, career moment that he'll always have. That's the validation of Tony on this team. Sure is. Birdie yeah. machine. And he performed. He, I loved his um, his his attitude. I love the intangibles that we watched yep. of, of him. I mean, he I, was I, he was everything that they'd hoped for. Absolutely, that's exactly right. I mean, his, the only loss he took was combined with uh, who in in, in uh, with Brooks, I believe. On uh, that would have been a Saturday morning. I believe they lost in in, in four yeah. ball. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, but, yeah, but they had a great comeback the first day. Uh, I mean, he was obviously his backswing on the first tee was so short. I, I, it, that first tee situation was intense, house man. That the combination of everything that was going on, the sixty nine hundred seats above you, and then the the, the freaking fairway. They they rolled the left side all week, so you had that. Not only is this just a hard tee shot to hit, then they then they actually made the fairway kind of gimmicky down the left side. So you had this this. I mean, it was great viewing. It's totally chintzy and over the top, but this this moment where they're then they're they're hitting what seems like a good tee shot, but then we got to watch it until it stops before it rolls in the water. It was, I'll tell you, these guys are they, they will uh, it will make them all a lot stronger having gone through that first tee shot. I can tell you that. Yeah, well, <laughs> but anyway, uh, go and, on. And, and and we're talking about sort of the the course setup and how it uh, you know seemed to to favor the Europeans and uh, uh, undoubtedly. The course setup had the Americans uncomfortable, right? That 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 was that was pretty apparent. The number of times guys found the water off of uh, on the par threes was um, pretty incredible. It was intense, wasn't it? I, I we were here in the press center talking. I went out a lot to that 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 swarm that, that this little theater they had of the first hole and the second hole was just incredible, and it was astonishing how many balls in the three days. From both sides, but but the U.S. in particular hit some shots into the water on that second hole um, that were just astoundingly bad. They were not close, and then there were a couple shots well over the green. And I think that was a case house where the the, the Europeans' local knowledge gained from playing the French Open was huge because they they varied the yardages distinctly on that hole in the French Open, and they did basically they they, they just took the playbook from that. And it went from about 214 to I think I don't want to I don't want to quote the shortest yardage, but it was it was pretty uh, pretty far down there, and and they adjusted a little bit better on that um, than than our guys. But but house where the local knowledge was huge was on the greens. These greens are they're so flat, and you just are if you saw our guys. I put it in a story I wrote for Golf Week. Butch Harmon was on the Sky broadcast, and we could listen to that, and he was harping on this, that the Americans just did not know the greens, and they kept over-reading putts, and the Europeans read these greens better because they're so flat. You look at them, you think, well, there's got to be some break, and there just wasn't. And uh, our guys, our guys, uh, that's, that's where not playing this course a lot, I think, hurt them. More than the rough, by the way. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and I'm so glad you made this point because I wanted to be sure that we gave proper credit to... Justin Thomas, wow, the what a one American Ryder Cupper who came over and played in uh, the, the French, French Open. Open. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, in, our, in the press conference after, he downplayed uh, that being an advantage. Which, fine, you know, he's, sure. he's a good what a, teammate. That's, that's good, right. good for him. Say but, whatever but you also want. good for him. They're coming over here. The golf gods, if nothing else, the, go- the golf gods rewarded him for. Well, it wasn't the golf <laughs> gods. It was he. He he genuinely gave a damn. He went. Yeah. A, he came across and competed in it. And this is on balance, like the the criticism that I think goes into um, the the U.S. approach, mainly when it's competed in Europe. Right, you take the U.S. out of its comfort zone, and it doesn't on balance perform well. That's the the proper criticism and the fairly leveled criticism and and to justin thomas's credit he went out of his way to build his schedule around playing in the french open he had a top 10 and then he performed the best of any u.s player and on that putting point the thing that that he uh may not you know uh, acknowledge but it's obviously the case is the speed is different they play the green slower in in in, in europe on balance and he, this is the thing I love the most about his 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 uh, hand-to-hand combat with Rory today. You know who who doesn't putt well on these greens? Rory. Rory yeah. had the 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 gall oh. to curse at somebody yesterday Oof. who called him out for his bad putting. <laughs> the number of times he had the oh. opportunity in that matchup against Justin Thomas to seize the match, and a handful of times Justin Thomas was giving him the line. And I know. Not, and and JT, God bless him was putting the ball and burning edges. I mean, the number of of, of putts that, J, uh, that JT had that touched the hole that didn't fall in, I mean, I you know, it felt like a dozen. Uh, I, know. I know that wasn't the number. Uh, but but Rory just missed the hole altogether. 
Well, how many of Rory's putts? If you, I mean, I, I, maybe it's just me, but I, I, I would say just as many that, that that burned the cup for Justin Thomas. Just as many of those for for Rory. The minute it was off the blade, exactly. on television, you exactly. could tell exactly. it was not even getting close. Yeah, that is that is not good when you know it's coming off the blade that bad. And I, and I will say this: JT was extremely gracious, and the U.S. team was very gracious about Rory. We hate to see the match end this way. And and JT said it was kind of oh, a yeah, sure pillow fight between us. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, no, it. no, no, no. Rory stood on the tee on 18 after JT bombed one right down the middle and took his three wood and peanutted it into the face of, of the bunker. And, and, you know, he paid the penalty for that. The match was on the line. It was the first match yeah. of the day, the match that was going to set the tone. We're on the 18th hole. You have the club of choice, and you don't get to walk up and complain about the lie when you hit the ball into the bunker, buddy. So, you know, yeah. I, I, the, 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 uh, uh, now it feels like a full trend with, with Rory where he has this 2018 season, the number of times he had the opportunity to really shine, to go grab something, starting with the Masters, was just underwhelming. And and what if this is the Rory identity? I mean, you know, he was in the he was in the uh, uh, he walked alongside Tiger, and all Tiger did on on Sunday was was beat him by you know six strokes. Yeah, he's he's somebody who needs a break. I don't know what exactly the issue is besides the putting he's clearly listened to way too many people on the putting um he's gone the bro uh, method on the caddy i think that's uh, questionable but i i I just from from talking to the folks who kind of covered the fedex cup and uh he's just been a little uh chippier than normal with the the press guys he's he's one of the very best in the world when it comes to as you know, giving great answers and, and putting in the press time. And there's, he, he's just rubbed people as being, uh, again, like many, one of many players, maybe a little burned out, maybe ready for a little break. Um, but there are definitely questions of maybe he's just made a lot of money um, and he's gotten to a point and well, he's, he's kind of cruising. So we'll see. But it was, <laughs> right. it was not a great Ryder Cup for him. He Far- was 2-2 was two and two and Bjorn, uh, Bjorn Olsson basically uh, carried him the second half of their match. Uh, yeah. And great, by the way, sensational day for him besides that match with Rory uh, just absolutely dusting Jordan Spieth, who uh, you know, well, was the overwhelming favorite in that match. So good for him. Just I want to talk about Spieth, but I want to um, finish right. the thought on, on, on Rory, okay. which is, yeah. you know, he, he is – I, I, I'm overly critical of him. I keep doing it because I just want so much more out of him. He's got the talent to be better. He's got the disposition mm-hmm. to be better, and he's just not better, and it frustrates me, which is why the criticism. He's clearly a sweet dude. Like, he gives great interviews when he's he's contemplative, he's thoughtful. Far be it from me, to your last point, to ever cite Steve Elkington and give him credit for anything, <laughs> but, but didn't he say this 10 months ago or a year ago? Rory has made a lot of money and had a lot of success, and you know the, the questioning the fire seems like it's it's fair enough. But look, Jordan Spieth has he won a singles a singles competition in either the Ryder Cup or the Presidents Cup? Yeah, he's zero and six. It's unbelievable. Combined Presidents Cup and Ryder Cup in singles, unbelievable. Uh, who would who would think? Especially after the way he played house with. Justin Thomas the first two days. I kind of felt like I watched a little of his match in person. I felt like he was a little bit spent. The energy that he put into those matches with Justin Thomas, uh, I th- I felt like he hit a wall. But but uh, who knows? Maybe to your, I don't want to give Olison uh, a knock here. I mean, he, he deserves some credit, too. He just played great, too. But well, and, that is and, quite and a trend for Jordan <laughs> Spieth, who I consider I still look at as a great match play golfer. I'm I'm with you. He is a great match play golfer. His his record in the WGC is pretty good, I think, right? It is. It is. I mean, if there's somebody I'm going to take and and want out there in singles, it's just so far in these team matches, he's got um that part of his team match play is dreadful. Well, we can't talk about Jordan Spieth and not talk about Patrick Reed and the split up and the position oh, that put the US oh, team in. Oh, let's save that until after 
a break. Wonderful. Because, Let's you know, he was, he was using an Odyssey putter this week, House. Uh, Patrick Reed. Yeah, 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 how about that? What do you know? Um, but, hey, it was a great week here in France. And the Chrome Soft was in action as well. Sergio Garcia and Alex Noren, members of the, the victorious team, although they, they, uh, they did lose one match together, which I had thought they were going to definitely win. But they ended up being important parts of the team. Amazing house. Everybody on the European team scored a point. That's pretty wild. That's, uh, that's, that's a deep team. But anyway, the Callaway Chrome Soft was in action here in France during the Ryder Cup. And, of course, as you know, it is the ball that changed the ball. Well, you know, both both Sergio and Alex Norin played pretty well today with their Chrome Softs. I want to give a quick shout-out to our friends at Bombas. Thanks to two years of research and development, we are talking about these glorious Bombas socks. Multiple improvements in design, performance, and content. They are the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, Shaq. I'm wearing them right now here in France. This is how we do it. I know. Arch support system that's providing extra support where you need it most. A cushioned footbed. I'm playing tomorrow, Shaq. I'm going to have the arch support system, the cushioned footbed. Tomorrow? Tomorrow? Monday? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice, a wonderful charity event up in New York. I get to play um, Waikigal. The, Ooh, the, very nice. Historic. historic. Nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Donald Ross with a little Tilly. I mean, and, nice and so, work. And a little What's core a... Crenshaw renovation. Absolutely. Enjoy. A, big, a, a wonderful big brother, big sister um, charity event. We're going to raise some money. So awesome. I'm, I'm thrilled to do that. But I'm going to have all my Bomba socks. Uh, they have a stay up technology, which will come in handy tomorrow when I'm um, tromping around in the rough. So they stay in place without leaving a Marth. <laughs> Super soft cotton material. How about this? Whether you're a runner, a power walker, power lounger, there are a pair of Bombas out there that add comfort to your life. We are going to give you some money back if you go online and order uh, right now. Go to bombas.com slash house and use the code H-O-U-S-E for 20% off your first order. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash house. And then code house to get 20% off your first order. Let me also give a quick shout out to our good pals at Proper Cloth Friday. Uh, uh, sorry, Kaya. Also, a quick shout out to our good friends at Proper Cloth. Finding a dress shirt that fits is nearly impossible. Something's always off. It could be the collar. It could be the sleeves. Thankfully, ordering a custom fit shirt has never been easier with Proper Cloth. At propercloth.com, you can easily create a custom shirt size in seconds by answering just 10 simple questions. It doesn't take long at all. You choose from over 20 collar styles, 10 cuff styles, and 500 fabric styles. You can, get, you can go classic, you can go business, you can go casual to completely customize your shirt. The team at Proper Cloth works with the best fabric producers from around the world so the fabrics meet their high-quality expectations. Best, best, best of all, Shaq, Proper Cloth is guaranteeing a perfect fit, which means if somehow your shirt arrives and it doesn't fit perfectly, they're, perfectly, they're going to remake it for you for free. That makes the whole process risk free. This is the future of shirts. These shirts are made completely custom for you, starting at just 80 bucks. Stop wearing shirts that don't fit and start looking your best with a custom fitted shirt. Go to propercloth.com slash shackhouse today. If you enter gift code shackhouse, you get $20 off your first shirt. So do that. Propercloth.com slash shackhouse. Gift code shackhouse, $20 uh, in your pocket. Do it today. So, House, you mentioned Patrick Reed. <laughs> we, you know, this Ryder Cup was very light on controversy, light on wag drama. Uh, we had some questions about whether Paulina Gretzky was in the house. Um, but we were rescued briefly today on that front, on the, on the um, first world drama uh, front, by uh, Justine Reed, who can't confirm whether she took to her Twitter account or not. Um, I'm, trying, I'm trying not to laugh. Um, she can't really say. Jack. She doesn't know that she took to Twitter. It's her official hey. account. Her husband follows it. And she got into it with some members of the media about criticism of her man. Um, now, 
I have a little trouble with this since I know for a fact that at one point during um, her uh, husband's struggles on the course as he was walking from a green to a tee, uh, she barked at him, get your head in the game. Um, so, you know, if a jury were to take all the evidence uh, into account, I'm fairly certain this little, this little uh, pushback by her uh, is her. And uh, so that added a little fun. But, wow, what a, uh, what a, what a dismal Ryder Cup for him until uh, some, some very nice play uh, today in the singles where he, he uh, beat Terrell Hatton, uh, what was it, 3-1? and one? Three and two, Excuse me, 3-2, and two, uh, well, he, I believe he, it was. He beat him soundly. I mean, look, he, he, he shot uh, – uh, where, 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 where's the score? for Five under through 16 holes. So he yeah. was having a, 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 a day. Now, I'm going to leave it to the Internet sleuths to figure out whether or not that was really Justine out there. Yeah, It was sharp-tongued, and I'm certain, what, even if it wasn't her, uh, whoever it was doing the authoring was channeling her uh, inner uh, mama bear because she was going hard in defense of, of, of Patrick. But what about this decision to split up Reed and speed. We didn't have we didn't have a, sh- a show on Thursday to talk about this. It caught me by surprise, and furthering the surprise was the combination of Reed with with Tiger. It just felt like an awkward pairing right out of the shoot. Yeah. Um, what 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 now? Having over the three days, what's the story? What have you heard? Yeah, well, we all here. Uh don't get much access to the players, and so we don't really get to, to, to dive into that. But I think the obvious question is not that they tried it, but that they, they wheeled them back out there uh, again in the, uh, the four ball on Saturday morning, and it was a, it was a, it was a mistake. It didn't go well. Um, and Patrick was just hitting it all over the map. But I think more importantly, you know, in, in hindsight, when you – you look at the formats here. Why? Why were uh, I have no problem with the Tiger Reed pairing, but why? Why wasn't that done in the the alternate shot and the foursomes on Friday afternoon? If you knew Tiger was only going eighteen holes that first day, which was clearly the plan, that seems to me a better format. Again, on paper for those two. In hindsight, now we saw how Patrick was driving the ball, um, but why they weren't put in that and then the Webb Bubba Phil Bryson not put in the four ball in the morning which is a format that again on paper uh, is, is is likely to be more successful for those teams and I think that's where you have to question um, Captain Furick less about who he put together but more of what's, which sessions they chose for them. Yeah, so the, the, the Phil... Uh and and we'll just because quickly... but uh, one before I forget yeah I'm all for getting everybody in the action on day one I know a lot of people don't like that if there's somebody you know who's thinking it up you just you just don't play them until the singles unfortunately we've seen that that just puts that person in a terrible position when they do finally play the singles after sitting for two days and also. I, you know, this isn't. I understand. I don't want to get into an AYSO soccer kind of uh, analogy here, but this is an exhibition. Everybody who got here basically earned it in some way, either on points or through a captain's pick. And you do have an obligation to. Yes, you have an obligation to try to win, but you also have an obligation to be respectful of these guys and and not embarrass somebody by 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 pinpointing him and saying, "Well, he stinks. I'm not going to play him till the." To, to the to the final day, you play to win, but you also have to keep some uh, um, amount of respect for them and their career and and their personality and their image and their place and in, in, in having made it to the Ryder Cup. I think. Well, the only player that it feels like Furyk could have made such a decision about was um, Bubba. You know, where where he could have said, "Look, Bubba." Uh, you, you don't seem to be informed. There, there was Twitter speculation that Bubba was sick all week. I don't know whether or not mm. that was folks being funny or whether or not. Hey, he um, seemed fine. Seemed fine. Yeah. Okay. But, but um, you know, he, he, he was uh, dreadful in uh, foursomes on, on Thursday. They did have a good combination. Now, I give all credit to Webb. Webb really yeah. re-flipped the script in terms of his yeah. international bad competition huh? resume. And he was super hot. <laughs> he would have been great in, in four ball. I would. I wish yeah. he had played four ball 
both Thursday and Friday. Um, the 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 thing with with Phil it, it, that just feels Phil has a, a terrible record at foursomes, and if you know you have to play him once on Friday or Saturday, to your point, it feels like he should be out there in four ball so that his playing partner Phil and Finau yep. was a combination that people observed could happen. And Tony's ability to go out and shoot a bunch of birdies all at once would have been nice. And and I, I still am not sure what um, the idea was putting I, I guess it maybe it was just a comfort thing of Ricky has to be with DJ because um, uh, Ricky's not gonna be with JT if you if JT is going to play with Spieth. And just sort of comfort-wise, you can't put Ricky and Finau together. I guess I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, and that's the kind of thing we don't we don't really know. They just give us none of their views on on how that works. Um, but clearly, they're what they thought would work and didn't. And the Europeans, where they threw us some some curveballs with a, like a Ron Rose pairing and um, and a few others, their uh, elasticity, as Paul Casey called it. Uh, just seems to be more natural. They seem to be able to do it. And well, it, even it, though you know, it did, the, the the Tiger Patrick Reed combo did make sense in terms of two players who kind of stand on an island. The the problem with it, and and even the planning, I I think makes sense because we know that Tiger and Patrick have a great relationship. It was reported on. Um, well, quite great a bit. might be strong, but well, just in terms of a rapport, a rapport, right? Yeah. They have a rapport, yeah. Reed liked having Tiger as his captain at Hazeltine, and that was reported on. So the idea of Reed and Tiger made sense. What we didn't know was that Tiger was going to win the event leading up to the Ryder Cup and arrive in France exhausted, like beyond exhausted. And, you know, never – we talked about this on the preview show on on Tuesday – Wonder aloud what kind of effect the combination of just winning and the really the world's attention returned to yep. him and the demands of, of that attention. Um, he, he wasn't able to, to simply drop off the planet uh, and get himself ready for this thing. And no. he was clearly – now, you, you physically watched these press conferences, or the, and I got to see one of the live things. Um, where he's standing out on the course, he, he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. Like no, he was, he's no. slurring words. Now I don't know if that's because he is, um, you know, just standing on his feet asleep, or maybe he's taking something to help him kind of get through um, the time to be awake. And then because the body clock is completely wrecked uh, yeah. for, for for coming over, you know, when they did, and and just the the crush of. Uh, energy um, that yeah. and the energy sapping effect of, of him winning on Sunday, it, it, it was apparent that that um, really starting with with a day one performance, he wasn't. We're going to have Chris Tiger. No, no, and I think I think really when you look back on it, um, the mistake was probably on Tuesday that he was out here playing. I, I was a little surprised. I really thought he would take Tuesday off. They flew in Monday. They got in midday. They uh, they checked in at the Waldorf Astoria. I used checked in uh, loosely. They they got their rooms and a lot of them just relaxed and and uh, some hung out in town there and and whatever. But I think it's pretty clear seeing how he he barely was awake in in both the interview with Todd Lewis on the Golf Channel and then in the press conference here where. It was painful almost listening to him um, that he was just completely shot and and that that he didn't get that recovery time and I know he he has to have regretted playing that first playoff event now um, and he's put himself in a spot where he you know his back probably is sore and there you know he was doing some stretching out on the course trying to keep it mobile and and I don't think that's related to a surgery by the way House I think that's just wear and tear of of anybody in their their forties playing a lot of golf who's had back issues, it could be anything. Um, sleeping in different beds, the whole thing. Yeah, flying across the ocean flying, with a yeah, with well, a nine hour time di- or six hour for for where, yeah, where his, he is. Yeah, his his sleep the night after winning the press conference, uh, the the tour championship was um, on a plane. Right, so, right, yeah, right. And so, we know how that's great that is. So yeah, mismanagement 
for sure on, uh, I think, when it comes to Tiger. And, you know, to his credit, he loves the Ryder Cup and he wants to be out there in the practice rounds. He doesn't know the course. He wants to be part of the team. And it would have become a news story had he not played on I Tuesday. I know, that, on, on Thursday. But I think anybody with common sense would, would, would say, wait a second, he just played a bunch of 90-degree days, right? just won a tournament for the first time yes. in a long time, yep. and and this year has been incredible but also draining. And I think, I think you know, Jim Furyk probably could have just come right out and, and said, I've actually made him stay – at the hotel, I, I want him to relax. I want him to uh, catch up on on uh, you know emails and get some sleep and uh, hang out. And he, he could have. He's diplomatic enough, eloquent enough to I think have pulled that off. But they didn't do it. And I hope I, I worry a little bit. You know, to be honest, about the way he was uh, slurring words and the way he looked and his cadence was so unlike the way he normally speaks. And I I just hope he. Uh, I hope he gets to take a nice big long nap, uh, and, yeah. and 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 that nobody calls him for several days uh, and lets him go and enjoy his uh, his beautiful children and his beautiful uh, yacht and the uh, the riches he's earned and to leave him alone and let him uh, get rejuvenated and uh, because you know as somebody who's had some addiction issues uh, he is prone to uh, you know. Uh, the potential for for uh, relapse, and so uh, uh, it's time yeah, to, I, I, to, I, to leave Tiger I'm alone. We've really is... enjoyed the run. Now go have a nice vacation. Yeah, this is let, just just go. Yeah, I, I I hope it's just exhaustion. Um, that that's what makes the the most sense. Now, look, Shaq, I do want to uh, try and have some some superlatives here, uh, and and well, we about... have to. We, we we haven't been kind enough to Europe yet. No, well, um, and, and yeah, and well, I'm going so to say there, yeah. one more bad thing about Europe before we get to saying <laughs> nice things about them. The only thing that we won, I would say, this week w- was uniforms. I mean, oh, 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 how, six how, and five, six and five. It, yeah, how can it be that that in in France, me, you know, sh- just a short drive away from from Paris, France, <laughs> the one of the iconic style capitals of the world, Oof, that yeah. they put those dudes out in. On Saturday, what looked like bowling league uh, uniforms, and then today in romper room uniforms. Well, what, at least what today the- they were in the sort of the European Union colors, but burnt orange. Excuse me, excuse me, cumul or camel or I don't know what that. It's K U M M E L. I had to look it up. Um, it, it, it um, could, they should have called it duffel because it looked like you know orange duffel bags. And, it's and the, the brand color pants. of their their clothing suppliers. So they basically allowed their Saturday uniforms to be a giant plug for uh, the supplier, whose name I will not I will not share because I don't want to give them the attention for having subjected us to to uh, a color that I thought only people in Austin, Texas, wore. It wasn't even. It wasn't simply the color. It also seemed to be the cut. Like. The clothes were not flattering. The dudes were not looking, no, uh, you know, no. the, the Euros can be a pretty fit bunch. They look bad in, yeah. in their, their clothes. Now, the only U.S. style thing that was curious to me is Tiger in rain pants. Why was Tiger wearing rain pants the whole week? I don't know. It was, it, it was cool out there, but, you know, once you were out in the sun a while, it warmed up. I don't know what he loved about those rain pants. Maybe he's just over the white pant thing, too, because they did. They rode the, they rode the white pants hard. Um, they look fine. For they sure. look good, and they were well proportioned. And the no, guys- they look great. Uh, that's RLX Ralph Lauren uh, Polo Golf. They they did a great job. Like it was, you know, red, white, and blue. I mean, just stick Simple. to the your, your bread and butter. Can't mess and it you're up. You're gonna be fine. The no lavender pit. sweaters. The, no the, tributes to the American colonial flag from 1797. <laughs> right, no right, Ryder Cup right. trophy sweaters. Yeah. Uh, we've we've had some tragic we've been, uniforms. They've been, they've been terrible. And, uh, they, this, uh, our guys looked great. I yeah, thought the, they looked really solid. The big uh, uh, fashion statement was the pinstripe pants, which were glorious yesterday. Yeah, but that was kind of like the perfect sort of little, you know, subtle little. And uh, and then Tiger went with a buttoned up polo shirt. I thought that was bold. Uh, the the blue uh, collar on the white shirt. It was it was. They looked they looked like a good American team. Handsome and um, yeah yeah. And of course you know the inside the ropes the uh, the wags had their their outfits and then the. Um, of course, the friends and family all 
had uniforms too. Oh, and, I, I mean, they had. Oh God, they have. They have. You know, you have your nieces, your masseuses, your your ex wives. I mean, everybody was out inside their homes. It was unbelievable. Family, mother, dad, um, grandma. Uh, it was intense. How many people got inside the ropes from the the friends of family? And I do wonder. I do wonder if that is getting out of control, not from the gallery point of view, but from the from the player point of view that this is like a whole family trip thing. I, I do wonder – I don't think we'd ever get a straight answer from any of them, but well, it, it's what clearly, kind of effect all that has it's on clearly them. Obviously, some of those people, it's, it's very meaningful to have them there, but you do have to wonder at a point. Well, you know, you you mentioned Paulina earlier. DJ went one and four this one week. One and four. Yeah, and I don't think I don't think it was helpful having Paulina here. Well, I don't know whether it was or wasn't. She was out watching today, by the way. Followed her man, and he okay. made a a valiant effort to uh, fend off Ian Poulter, who will be getting another Ferrari to uh, to commemorate <laughs> this win. Um, the guy's unbelievable. Well, let's He's say amazing. nice things about the European team. First of all, the, all of Bjorn's picks. I mean. You know, he knows what he's doing. They have a recipe. They they it have a, a formula. You have to give it up. I mean, the the, the yep. four guys all performed great. There was lots of eyebrow raising around, especially Sergio. Um, oh me, I, I I'm guilty, guilty yeah, as charged here. Right, and and uh, you know, how about this? He now leads. The entire world in the history of the Ryder Cup, nobody scored more points than Sergio because of, of his three and one this week. I mean that that is that guy is just built for this event, and he get you know that's a Hall of Fame resume. Maybe he was already in the Hall of Fame uh, before you know achieving this lofty height. I don't know if one Masters, you know, the Masters and the players, is that enough to get a guy in the Hall of Fame these days? Yes, it is. It okay, is. well, and then obviously a great Ryder Cup record. Well, and, that's it. It was great. It, yeah, you make now an it's interesting all time. point. Yeah, and you know he's so Sergio's got. Uh, yeah, he's definitely got the makings of a career. You know, House being here, this was my first uh, European Ryder Cup. And, oh, cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so seeing what these gentlemen did, um, it, it, it's so impressive to see how well they played. But when you see how much it means. The volume of the ovations in the media center <laughs> from the jock sniffers here before me. But the the pressure uh, that these guys are under when they're here to win this here, to bring this cup back, and to see the way they perform. Tommy Fleetwood first time. Sergio, who's been through this a million times. Paul Casey, who's kind of come and gone. Um, all of these clutch performances, I'm just I'm just so impressed Knowing what this event means to this uh, to this group of people here, how well they played under pressure, I just can't say enough about uh, how clutch they are because they could very easily uh, spit the bit here. Uh, you know, the pressure was on them. Golf course, they know, and um, you know uh, everything on the line with with an event that means so much to people here and and you know uh, they reap a lot of rewards from success in the Ryder Cup here and good for them um but to 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 be as clutch as they were was was truly uh uh awesome it's a great point and i think it, from a macro level it's how we draw a distinction between the US team and the US team's performance in the in Europe in the Ryder Cup um, you know, versus how the U.S. team performs at, at, at the U.S. venues. The U.S., you know, uh, tends to be much more competitive because the guys are not out of their comfort zones. And what the Europeans have done very well, in, 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 in addition to, you know, just sort of the core DNA element of those guys caring about um, you know the 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 Ryder Cup more when it's uh, competed in Europe, um, they they just you know ha have a, a uh, an ability use the word elasticity earlier, and they all rely on you know the old heads they had. We couldn't we couldn't rely on our old heads. Our old heads went zero and no, six. Tiger and, and six. Phil Tiger and are, Phil. are our Oof. old heads, and they have a bad record in Europe. They've never won on European soil. How about a, a combined? Cup. How about a combined forty three losses in the Ryder Cup between those two? Well, and, and Phil, and the all, all time biggest wow. loser in in the Ryder Cup. So the the the, the question I have though is is I like our young guys 
I think they should take over the task force. They should turn it over to the young guys now. Well, Justin I, Thomas, Jordan Spieth, yeah, it's yeah, time. right. Finau. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, I I think we have a, a pipeline of of some new blood coming up here. Even Patrick Reed, like, I think Patrick was a victim of circumstances this 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 well, time around. Well, yeah, yeah. Hey, sometimes your game just goes on you. I mean, you know, people forget that sometimes that, that as good as these guys are, hey, it happens. We've had a lot of Ryder Cups where people have come into this and either had no game or lost it really quickly here it's golf it's not it's not other sports where um you 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 it takes a lot to lose it in golf it doesn't take much now the 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 counter argument to that and and Europe seems to be well well equipped to take on any kind of new blood that US can bring to the fore is the combination of uh Tommy Fleetwood who who's a young fella um, uh, Torborn Olison's, you know, pretty young. I don't know if, if uh, you know, he's just one of these guys that we'll see the way we yeah, see. Yeah, you never him. know. Yeah. yeah could, I, mean, I mean, he could, could be, be a one time. Yeah. It could, could be Thomas be a, Peters. It could be Peter Chris Hansen. Wood. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I, they don't have what feels like the same kind of, of young pipeline in, in Europe that we have here. At some point, Ian Poulter is not going to be able to play the Ryder Cup anymore, and the same is true of Casey, and the same is true of Sergio. Um, and when those guys roll off, who's coming up? Because, you know, I, I, I'm out on Rory. Until we see something from him that's going to be sort of narrative changing about his ability to deal with pressure, because I just felt like he, he wilted all season long. He did not look good when the pressure was on this 2018 season. Um, so who, who, I agree. Who, I, think he, I think he for, needs for Europe. to make some big changes. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Rom, Rom, and Fleetwood are are the you know your 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 leading contenders. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then you throw in Molinari, who's clearly in his prime and and set for a great run here. Um, but gosh, you know, Europe, it really is amazing uh, you know, how they can just kind of uh, uh, get so much out of these old guys. The, the one mystery of this match, and I guess he, he must have just, yeah, and this is where Europe is impressive, is you knew from the, the preview show that I thought Alex Noren was going to be incredible in these matches. He, he, uh, he, he only ended up playing twice, and that really shocked me given his record here, but Clearly, he had shown something in the practice rounds to the to the guys that uh, they didn't like, and Thomas Bjorn had the strength to to keep him on the bench, even though he's he's one of their best players in theory. I, I so, thought he he played three times, didn't didn't he? I have him at one and win? one for the matches here on my oh. little sheet, but okay. maybe I. Uh, I, I thought I, he, I thought he and Sergio won on Thursday and then lost. Uh, yesterday yeah, right. to Webb and Bubba. Yeah, that doesn't mean. Yeah, he should be one in. He should have been two uh, and one. Uh, he should be two and one because he did win that match uh, against Bryson. While while they were poor Bryson had to find a T marker for the uh, 18th hole. It had already been lifted. They did have nice T markers here, House. I did I did I did have my eye on them. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was bet, like, Ooh, I bet you did. That's a good one. Uh, yeah. All right, so he went two and one. But still, I I thought he'd play every match myself. But that's that's Europe for you. They just um, they're able to sit people, and and it just seems like with us uh, we had. We had analytics or something telling us we had to play these certain lineups, but I just can't believe with all the planning that the U.S. had that they they went with not the, not the couplings, but with the the, the placement in the formats uh, that they did, and that's well, and I, I that's ultimately where if I'm going to question Jim Furyk, it's going to be in that not not in not in the couplings because they have their reason for those, and and uh, sometimes we just don't know what those reasons are, and it doesn't matter. Well, and especially when the single most important, and, and I don't think that this is hindsight. This isn't uh, backseat driving. <laughs> you and I talked about it Tuesday, and it was pretty apparent to the entire golf world. This golf course requires accuracy off the tee, and yeah. that was not our team's strength. Now, no. I don't, I don't second guess, you know, um, the way that we pull our team together. But there was on Twitter, you know. Uh, 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 a little bit of you know what God wouldn't Kevin Kisner have been great in 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 this kind of a a setting? Um, you know, I even saw uh, Xander um, you know being mentioned as, as somebody that that uh, would have been preferable than the team we ended up with. Um, but I you know that that analytic driving the ball off the tee 
uh, what was the, the thing, you know, Phil did his best. He hit iron on that par five and I'll be <laughs> goddamned if he didn't hit it in the water. <laughs> what a fitting end, huh? What a Oof, fitting end. Wow. You said it. Well, speaking of fitting end, huh? Yes, a fitting end, um, and that because uh, it has been a sensational, sensational Ryder Cup. But I think we've picked it apart enough, don't you think? Yes, yes, we've done it all. It's been a, it's a fitting end to the season. I'm okay. sure we'll be back at some point, based on events. Well, there's a there's we, there's this head to head competition that may or may not happen between Phil and Tiger. It's, I'm well, honestly it's, worried about it from from both the perspective of Phil and Tiger. Yeah, I know. Well, the good news is they both are due for a vacation, and they'll come back uh, revitalized. But in the meantime, House, you know what? It's starting October 14th. What's that? Callaway Live. Vince Gill is the first guest. Vince Gill of the Eagles. Wrap your head around that. I, hey, I, and I, Not only will I wrap my head around it, I watched him. He's awesome. It was awesome. I enjoyed the concert. Vince oh, Gill you was went. great. Oh, I didn't know I that. I went. I saw Vince Gill. Uh, with the Eagles uh, over the oh, summer, okay. it was spectacular. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, that's good to hear because it seemed I gotta tell you, it's it's a little hard for me to to picture that, but I'm glad to hear that. That's he felt very natural. I'm telling you, it was awesome. It was- well, it's a it's a fun run of Callaway Live coming up starting uh, October 14th, and our friend Rob Light, CAA music uh, head. Oh in- yeah, Augusta member. One of the nicest guys in uh, in Hollywood in music. Great big mega golf fan has been on the tiger woods foundation board for a long time as well and uh, he will be on callaway live as well just one of the uh the great people in the music business just a real mansion uh, cool guy and uh loves loves golf knows everything that's going on reads everything and uh so i'm anxious to hear uh harry arnett's conversation on callaway live with Rob Light. Well, those 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 Callaway Live, um, those are two great guests, and that's going to be much better than watching uh, any of this new beginning of the PGA Tour season. I think that starts this oh. week. It's just ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, it's but it's Jack, a headache. You, you and I are due for a break from the Shack House, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. It's been a lot of fun chatting always, with you this year. Always, it's been an amazing, always. amazing season in 2018. Thanks, House. A great season. Thank you, Shaq. Great times. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.